the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. No moss. That's what Donald Trump told Cuba. Cuba. No more baseball players uh, coming to the United States without defecting. Remember, it was only a few years ago when the Orioles played a game or a series of games down there and uh, President Obama was doing the wave with Fidel's brother, Rawl. What a heartwarming scene that was. Well, Obama wanted to reopen relations with Cuba, and he did uh, for a while. I don't know how that stands right now, but he saw the deal with the Cuban Baseball Federation as a way to help with that. The only problem is it's still illegal because the deal says that American companies, well, the, the law says that the American companies aren't allowed to do business with the Cuban government, and that would include Major League Baseball as an American business. So uh, the deal would be uh, includes paying the Cuban Baseball Federation a fee for every player that is signed in the major leagues. And the Trump administration says that's a ransom, so it's not going to happen. But let's think for a minute about how ridiculous it is that a country that is closer to the United States than PNC Park is to whatever they're calling the ballpark up there in Cleveland, uh, where they develop major league caliber baseball players, that place down there doesn't allow those players the freedom to go wherever they want to earn a living. And, and it's been going on since, what, 1959. 60 years it's been going on. And it's still they still can't, they, they can't get out of that, especially when you consider... Uh, that the average guy in Cuba makes about $80 a month in the wonderful paradise that the Castro brothers uh, came up with down there. Makes you wonder how the Castro brothers stayed in power so long, doesn't it? Somebody should have assassinated both of them a long time ago. And uh, People from the Obama administration are calling this move by the Trump administration mean and cruel, and they say it will lead to human trafficking. That sounds like a Cuban problem and not an American problem. But Bernie Sanders will tell you that they do a great job with education and health care down there. That's why people are willing to try to float to Florida in a bathtub to get out of there. Looks like you won't be seeing any Cuban players like Yasiel Puig, who got into a brawl at the Pirates game yesterday, playing in the big leagues unless they sneak in. Coming up, uh, we have uh, a little interview with a guy from Pittsburgh who wrote a really good story for the New Republic on the crazy things happening at MSNBC. And then at 5.30, we have Abby Johnson. She is the subject of the movie Unplanned, which is out now and doing very well despite attempts to keep it down. She will be here, and that's all coming up on the John Stoggerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Stick around. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. All right, here's the great selling point of Relief Factor. Well, actually, the greatest selling point is that it works for the great majority of people who use it. But the big selling factor is really this. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. 
couple of years ago, with uh, great uh, sciatic pain, I would take the ibuprofen a lot, and it helped, but the side effects were so awful after a while that I, I just had to discontinue use, but that's not the problem with relief factor, so that's huge. So if you've been using any form of ibuprofen, now you don't have to with relief factor. Go to relieffactor.com, check out the pricing, and please give it a try because pain is pretty awful. Or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. Texting enrolls for recurring automated marketing text messages. Message data rates may apply. Texting privacy rules and terms and conditions at textrules.us. Has dinner got you down? Sick of awful frozen meals or unhealthy fast food? Don't despair because Martha Stewart is doing a free taste test. Giving away three full-size meals from her new meal kit delivery service, Martha and Marley Spoon. All fresh ingredients with Martha's delicious and easy recipes. You're eating in just 30 minutes. To be part of Martha's at-home taste test and get three free meals, be one of the first 100 people to text the word APPLE to 246810. It's so easy. Text us now. Martha and Marley's spoon meals are easy, simple, and delicious. And right now, Martha wants you to enjoy three of her best 30-minute meals for free so you can save time and enjoy eating dinner again. To be part of Martha's at-home taste test and get your three free meals, be one of the first 100 people to text APPLE to 246 That's Apple to 246810. Apple to 246810. Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically read your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is plug-in pest-free. 100% chemical-free, plug-in pest-free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our best-seller, the Plug-in Pest-Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code SAVE20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Go pestfree.com today. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. I don't know about you, but cable news gets harder and harder for me to watch. It's predictable. It's repetitious. I watch Tucker Carlson. That's about it. And I don't feel like I'm missing much. I can't watch MSNBC or CNN, so that means I'm getting most of what I get online. Jacob Bacharach is a writer from Pittsburgh who did something I could never do, and he wrote a really good piece for the New Republic, and he joins us now. Jacob, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, uh, you did something I've tried to do but have never been able to do, which is watch MSNBC for longer than about eight minutes. Um, (laughs) So, was that hard for you, and what made you decide to try to do that? Well, well, uh, uh... Like a lot of necessary sacrifices, uh, I was uh, uh, I did it because I was uh, uh, offered some money to do it. So um, uh, my editors at the uh, New Republic uh, asked me if I would be interested in uh, doing a bit of uh, cultural and media criticism about MSNBC uh, because of its kind of increased uh, influence, uh, at least among the Democratic electorate. And I thought that sounded interesting, and I hadn't watched a lot of it myself. Uh, so I. I jumped in. Okay, and has cable news become kind of like radio, where you're only expected to watch in, in quarter-hour increments? You know, MSNBC is actually kind of interesting in that regard, because you know, most of the shows are very host-centric, uh-huh. and, and most of the shows are an hour long. And, and I really uh, got the sense from watching them that, that they are really designed um, for people to be tuned in for the entire hour, uh, and, and really, especially in the kind of primetime programs, um, really kind of um, uh, personally tuned into the individual hosts of those programs. Well, I'm a conservative, and I uh, so I watch Fox, and uh, I'll get to that in a minute. About, I, I can't watch a lot of Fox either for the same reason, but um, one of the things that, um, that when I, I used to watch Bill O'Reilly, and one of the things, and I, I, I know a little bit about television, having worked in it for 30 years, so I know what goes into making a good TV show, and, and I think I know what, not forget the content, just the production values. 
and the one thing that uh, that that Riley was really good at, and I think was one of the reasons for his success, was that they were uh, several just distinct segments. They could go crazy for ten minutes on one subject and stop and go to another one and go crazy on that. And uh, are you saying like that MSNBC is more of a? It's not as segmented, and it's uh, it is like you sit there for the hour for the same topic. Uh, no, you know what you 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 definitely see some variation, some topical variation in in the in the shows, and and I'll say the shows themselves vary a bit to bit. Um, you, you get someone like um, Chris Hayes, for example. Uh, he tends to be a little more roundtable focused. They'll have multiple guests on, sometimes even change out the panel of guests over the course uh, of the hour. Uh, other programs uh, like uh, Rachel Maddow uh, tend to be um, mostly either just the host talking or the host talking and then maybe a couple of one-on-one interview segments, a little less of the, the roundtable type presentation. Um, but in, in all of the cases, they kind of seem to have what I'll call like a um, a kind of topical through line to the show, even if they've got they're covering sort of separate stories, they usually kind of have some kind of connective tissue, um, and, and the same goes between the shows. So once they, you know, especially during the kind of height of the of the hype over the Mueller report right. and the Russia investigation, you know, they'd kind of have the news of the day, and then they'd structure each program around particular aspects of you know what the latest. Uh, revelation or, or suspicion or, or report in one of the major newspapers happens to be for that given day. Now, I, I can't watch Rachel Maddow for more than about three minutes, but I'm the same with Sean Hannity. And as I said, I'm a conservative. Um, does that say so? I, I think it's more of a it's, it's, so I think with me anyway, it's more of a style than it is a uh, than it is content. But if you're going to be expected to watch something for an hour, no matter what the subject is, the person delivering it has to have some kind of appeal. Uh, what's Maddow's appeal? Because I, I, Hannity is just too much for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, she, Sean's tough to get through an hour. I, I, I try to give, you know, I, I identify, I'm, I'm about as far left as they come. I, I told someone the other night that I make um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez look like Ronald Reagan. But, <laughs> it, it, but, but I, I, I try to try to kind of have uh, well, omnivorous you, me- media consumption. No, you but. did a very good job on the piece because, you. I mean, I got the impression that you're liberal from it, but uh, never would I have suspected that you were ready to, you know, were Che Guevara. Che Guevara so. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I I actually found the, the hosts uh, to be a little bit more uh, appealing than I sort of expected them to be. I mean, I, I, I do not care for cable news, and until I was commissioned to write this piece, I... I didn't spend a whole lot of time with it, except maybe when I was, you know, stuck in an airport um, watching it while I, I tried to, you know, eat a burger at a TGI Friday's yeah. concourse. Um, you know, I found the hosts that, you know, I found them to be um, uh, smart. I found them to be um, pretty funny. Um, I found them to be pretty personally appealing. You know, um, Rachel Maddow seems like a, a very smart woman, a person who, uh, you know, uh, to, to use a uh, a cliche from uh, the Bush and Obama administrations. I don't think I'd mind having a, a beer with her. Right. Okay. But um, but the kind of monomaniacal fixation on, on this one increasingly elaborate conspiracy at the expense of what I see as a lot of really important and critical um, both um, politics stories uh, and policy questions. Um, is ultimately pretty off-putting. You, you know, you kind of if you don't if you don't buy into the narrative as it's being presented, then it, it all kind of is is like being stuck having a beer with someone who you know wants wants to tell you about the time that you know he got abducted by aliens. Right, right. Well, um, MSNBC's ratings went into the toilet after the Mueller report came out. I mean, it took like a gigantic drop in the couple of days immediately uh, following it. But if the collusion theory goes away completely, where does MSNBC go? I mean, Trump will still be there for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I my I think that that was an uh, uh, an expected, um, but possibly temporary dip. I mean, I I don't know that their ratings will climb climb quite back to where they were, but um, you know, MSNBC has has a pretty dedicated sort of base viewership, and I do think that there's a hunger among. Kind of cable news subscribers for some kind of 
um, liberal or, or left-leaning alternative to the, the juggernaut of Fox News. And Trump, whatever else you have to say about the guy, is an excellent foil for cable news pontificators. So even if they eventually do have to continue to pivot away from the sort of specific allegation, which is that there was this kind of electoral conspiracy between Trump and some sort of Russian state agent, I suspect that they're going to be able to continue to make pretty good appealing TV to their kind of core audience just out of the sort of general um, uh, chaos and craziness of the, the Trump administration and of Trump just as an individual. We're talking to Jacob Bacharach. He wrote a really good piece about MSNBC at the New Republic, and you can check it out. Is it newrepublic.com, I guess? Yes, newrepublic.com. Yeah, it's a really good piece, and it's uh, in-depth. Um, uh, I was going to say that you mentioned uh, Trump being... Uh, I think you quoted Moonves, uh, Leslie Moonves from CBS is saying it's good for business. Uh, people who, when I was doing all sports, the stories are like the, the ones that are going on now with Antonio Brown and the Steelers. Anybody yeah. who's doing sports talk will tell you that Antonio Brown is good for business. And Trump is good for business for both sides, isn't he? Yeah, and, and he's, he's very good for business for both sides. And in fact, uh, though I didn't talk about this explicitly in the, in the MSNBC article, um, you know, not not too many days after the article came out, um, there was uh, an interesting interview with um, Nancy Pelosi in the Washington Post, and she said, and this was from a, a politician, not even from an explicitly media person. She said, you know, well, uh, if I have to say one good thing about Trump, it's that he's been really good for Democratic fundraising. Uh-huh. So yeah. there's there's an extent to which you know having him as a foil and as a kind of uh, villain, whether you're a, liberal cable news host, um, a Democratic politician seeking to raise money for the, the coming election cycle. Uh, you know, he, he has his uses, and, and she kind of explicitly said, you know, we're not really going to impeach the guy, and the, and, and the underlying sort of implication was, you know, well, because he's, he's kind of good for business, especially if we want to win in 2020. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned that uh, you found some... Uh, something lacking in MSNBC in the variety, I guess is the word, of subjects that they cover. Um, but, you know, for me, uh, I, th- I think it's missed by many people that when you talk about bias, uh, it's as much about what the stories you don't cover as it is about how you cover the stories you do cover. And I thought a great example of that from MSNBC's uh, side of it was when Jussie Smollett which they were all over when it was thought that he was a victim of uh, what he said he was a victim of. When he was actually charged by the Chicago police that night, I think it was a Wednesday night, They their entire prime time, there was not one second of it on the air. Well, you know, uh, so let me let me actually kind of use that to, to sort of pivot a little to talk about w- sort of what you would have alluded to and what I talked about in the piece, which is the, the problem of of the the sort of network only looking at these kind of headline stories and never looking at at anything in depth. Mm-hmm. And so, so you know, there is a very interesting story in the United States right now that actually kind of transcends in some kind of interesting ways partisan divides about criminal justice, criminal justice reform, you know, the relationship of communities to policing, the rates of incarceration. So those are all really interesting questions that, that something like that could have helped illuminate. But because they never talk about any of that stuff, because they're stuck only ever talking about Donald Trump and the Russia investigation, there's almost no way to, to talk about it except through this kind of point scoring where, you know, when it's good news for your side, it's great. When it's bad news for your side, it's not worth talking about. And when it's kind of ambiguous, as this that particular case increasingly seems to be, where it now kind of unclear exactly what's going on or what happened or who should be charged or why charges were dropped or all that sort of thing. Well, there's something interesting there. There's an interesting story, but it, it can't be told through the sort of basic lens of, right. of you know, of, of these sort of identified villains. Is there is I mean, when you think about it, though, there is no 
news outlet, even if you include the three major networks, uh, ABC, CBS, NBC, and you look at all the cable networks, there is there anybody, and my answer to this is no, I think you'll agree with me, I don't, there is no um, primetime news that's being done that's being done straight, that it's just news. Uh, there, I, uh, TV is a wasteland, that's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, it's uh, it is hard to find information on television, and I think that you know um, if anybody, whatever your whether it's Fox, um, CNN, MSNBC, um, BBC, even you know I, I think anybody who makes um, television sort of broadcast and cable news their primary source of information um, is ultimately going to be living in a huge information vacuum. I think that the major daily newspapers, as much heat as they get, actually continue to do a lot of really good straight reporting. Uh, the Times, the Post, the Wall Street Journal, the L.A. Times, actually, is, um, it's a great paper that people don't talk about in the same breath. So I, I still think that there's a lot of good print reporting out there um, and a lot of good print journalism, but um, t- television broadcast and cable journalism, is it's not really journalism. It, it's all punditry at this point. And I wonder, I mean, I don't think that, uh, you know, you, you, if you're going to do a TV show, you got to sell, you got to have sponsors and you got to get ratings and you have to make a profit. I don't think there's a profit to be made uh, in prime time just doing straight news. You know, it'd be, it'd, it'd, no matter just I don't know if it, I don't know if people are even capable of doing it anymore, but uh, I don't think it would yeah. sell. I mean, the old implicit bargain, you know, at least before the days of cable with the you know major network news. I mean, for, it was watched by huge audiences, but there was a kind of implicit understanding by the networks that that the news was kind of a public service, and they they basically subsidized you know that industry with all of the other entertainment that they that they pumped out. But when you when you have these channels that are only producing news, so to speak, you know that is their entertainment product. Then it does have to be profitable. There there are no um, sitcoms or or anything else on those cable channels that can um, attract the advertisers and generate the funds that you need to operate. You know a multi-continental um, distributed news gathering network the way the old networks were able to at one time. So. Um, it, it's almost inevitable that I think that type of programming is going to kind of ultimately just become, you know, punditry and entertainment uh, argument rather than than being any type of actual news gathering. Finishing up here with Jacob Bacharach, who wrote a piece about MSNBC at the New Republic. Uh, you can check it out at newrepublic.com. Just finishing up here, uh, Jacob, I was just thinking as you were saying that, wh- what about a network that would have Rachel Maddow at 8 o'clock followed by Tucker Carlson at 9? I wonder, well, no, nobody's tried that yet. Well, you know, I'm going to disagree with you there a little bit because for for a time, in fact, I go into the that's right. You do mention that yes. of um, MSNBC a little in yeah. the piece, and, and actually, there was a period of time where they kind of did go back and forth between having these kind of conservative firebrands and Ann Coulter, Tucker Carlson, mm-hmm. um, Pat Buchanan, and also having you know more liberal figures, uh, Keith Olbermann during the Bush years, as well as a number of others, and even before that, you know, CNN kind of had the the crossfire model, yep. um, Fox News. Remember, you know, Hannity started out as Hannity and Colm. That's right. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think that uh, unfortunately, you kind of look at those those programs, you know, even through a historical lens, and you say, well, uh, they still weren't actually gathering and distributing news. They were still mostly, you know, people kind of with their fixed positions yelling at each other on right. the television. So <laughs> right. I, I'm, I'm. I'm sort of pessimistic about these uh, sort of ideas that, well, if you could just have, like, ideological balance on one channel, then that would, uh, that would sort of solve the problem. I, I, think that there is a, I think that there's a deeper issue with television news and television news entertainment um, than just kind of partisan sorting. Hey, Jacob, I'm out of time. I really appreciate you doing this. Uh, you're a Pittsburgh guy, so maybe maybe I'll run into you somewhere down the line. And uh, I'd like to have you on again. Keep writing the good stuff. Thanks. It was a pleasure uh, to uh, be on. Okay. And uh, we'll see you uh, next time. Thanks. We'll be right back. Thanks. 
Authorities say the actress also discussed a similar plan for a younger daughter, but deterred. Authorities say the cheating scheme involved rigged standardized test scores and bribes to coaches at prestigious schools. George Manzani reporting. A mixed day on Wall Street as the Dow was down by 84 points to close at 26,341, but the Nasdaq rose by 62. The S&P 500 advanced by three. Oil up a dollar 32 to 64.40 a barrel on the New York Mercantile Exchange. This is SRN News. Shop Lowe's for savings that'll help you enjoy your outdoors a great deal more. Get sizzling deals on select grills, now up to 20% off. And get your flower and vegetable gardens growing with miracle Grow Garden Soil. Two bags are now just $12. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through June 6th, while supplies last. U.S. only. Jay Sekula says we can't keep up with immigration. By anybody's definition, there's a crisis at the border. It's not just a humanitarian crisis. It's a threat crisis, too. The cartels are exploiting this. More drugs and bad things and human trafficking are happening every day along the southwest border. Uh, in April, they're predicting 100,000 migrants per month. Jay Sekulow Live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, on AM 1250. The Answer. You're an insurance agent. You're also an entrepreneur looking to grow. And what better way to grow than by being your own boss? Owning your own Farmers Insurance Agency has been called one of the best small business opportunities in America. With a nationally respected brand, award-winning training, and your personal experienced business coach, your opportunity to grow is unlimited. No franchise fees required. Visit BeAFarmersAgent.com and start growing. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Tax season is here again, with more tax law changes than we've seen in 30 years. But no matter how difficult your return is, William Egan CPA can make it easy. William Egan is the local CPA for everyday people. Bill and his staff can demystify your tax filing process for less money than the big national chains with work that's guaranteed. He's been doing it for over 20 years. He can do it for you. Visit SteelCityCPA.com. William Egan, the local CPA for everyday people. Like you at SteelCityCPA.com. Pella has done it again. With our brand new lifestyle series, Pella can customize window replacement solutions room by room. Imagine bedroom and bathroom windows with shades between the glass, a room darkening experience for sleep in one room, and beautiful privacy in the other. Pella Lifestyle Series is the number one performing wood window and patio door. For a limited time, get 50% off installation in 12 months, no payments, no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA or PellaPittsburgh.com. Great beds, no bowl. That is the original Mattress Factory difference. Our mattresses are designed with the highest quality materials and are hand-built in our local employee-owned factories, all for hundreds less than mainstream mattress brands. Sound too good to be true? Stop by your local factory for a personal tour and to see how your favorite bed is made from beginning to end. Or you can check out any of our stores or visit OriginalMattress.com to find out what the OMF difference is all about. Excuse me, I know you have a 9 o'clock, so I'll keep this short. I'm the business suit in the back of your closet. You wore me nearly every day before your office went, quote, casual. I used to be the CEO of your closet. Now I'm just that one intern no one ever talks to. I always thought you'd circle back with me, get granular, keep me in the pipeline. But nada, nothing. Don't you remember the McKittrick presentation? You spilled coffee on me and I still looked amazing during the breakout talkback Q&A. So... I think it's time for me to move on. I've got a great resume, and I absolutely crush it in interviews, okay? Let's make this a clean break. Shift the paradigm. The only thing I ask is that you think outside the box here and do this. Take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. It's busy on the outbound Parkway East Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood Swissvale, slowing down inbound Edgewood Swissvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Some volume on the Parkway West outbound Parkway Center Drive to Carnegie and inbound Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound 28, the off-ramp at Chestnut Street blocked with construction and your slow outbound from Chestnut Street to the 40th Street Bridge in Elizabeth, an accident 837 at Elizabeth Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. Tonight starts out with a shower and thunderstorm in the area. Otherwise, we'll have variable clouds and a low of 53. 
It'll turn out partly sunny tomorrow. It'll be breezy with the high of 65. Chillier tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low of 38. Then Wednesday will be a cooler day, partly sunny with the high 55. Nice and warmer again Thursday, though, partly sunny with a high near 70. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait on AM 1250, The Answer. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, the producers of the movie Unplanned didn't get a whole lot of help from the media, and they had a hard time finding places that would accept their advertising. And it didn't open in a lot of theaters, but it finished in the top ten for the second weekend in a row. It's an anti-abortion movie, and as we found out here with the movie Gosnell, they always have a lot to fight through. Um, The movie is about Abby Johnson, a former director of a Planned Parenthood clinic, who left and became a major pro-life advocate. And Abby joins us now. Thanks for being here. Oh, of course. Thanks for having me on. So um, uh, you you wrote a piece for the Federalist today uh, to respond to someone trying to debunk your story. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, about, gosh, almost 10 years ago, um, right when I left Planned Parenthood, this Texas Monthly, which is a super liberal publication here in Texas, um, had had posted um, an article, and they had made some assumptions, had gone down some paths that, that were untrue, and basically made it seem like, you know, the 13-week abortion had never happened, and they knew this because they had talked to Planned Parenthood, because, you know, Planned Parenthood is always really honest. And, um, and so this had sort of been just sitting there for, you know, over nine years now. And, I, you know, I never responded, didn't feel like I needed to. I felt like my work sort of spoke for itself and the fact that my story has never changed. Um, and anyway, uh, I just finally said with the movie out, I was getting enough questions about it, just people asking me to, to respond and, uh, I thought, okay, it's time. So, um, thankfully I had, uh, the email from the reporter from over nine years ago with the information that Planned Parenthood had given him. So I, I was able to sort of take that information and debunk this ridiculous article that he had he had written about me. Well, you did a good job of doing that in The Federalist, but um, the movie like Gosnell, another anti-abortion movie, is doing well despite a lot of roadblocks. Uh, are the producers happy? Uh, yeah, I mean, we have had uh, far... Well, we had we had a, a much bigger release than Gosnell had. Oh, did you? Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, here I, I only saw it in one theater close to me here, but now I see that it's in more. When it first opened, um, it was only in one near me. Yeah, it's all on video now, and uh, I think video. I think it's done pretty well on video. But um, you know, we had more money, we had more advertising money, we had more people invested in the film, and and money makes a difference when you're trying to advertise for a movie. Um, and so, I mean, it's, it's, you know, we opened on a thousand theaters. We're now up to 1700. We're looking to increase that to possibly 2200. Um, so it's, it's going really well. And I saw that, that the, the uh, movies always drop off in the second week in, as far as the percentage, but I saw somewhere that, uh, unplanned dropped off much less, than some of the other big movies like Dumbo, which is uh, out now, and some other uh, big big releases from from the big uh, production houses. Yeah, and if you actually look at the per screen average, which tells you, you know, how many people are actually how much money is being made per screening, um, we actually have one of the per, one of the highest per screen averages, um, higher than most of the other films that are out there, which tells us that. When people are going to the film, when you go into a to a theater to see Unplanned, you're going to be seeing with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be, you know, two or three people in a theater right. um, where you have your choice of seat. We are still selling out theaters um, all across the country. Uh, there were a lot of sellout theaters this weekend. So a lot of people, there's a lot of people going every time the, the, the movie is being shown. And again, it makes you wonder, same as it did with Gosnell, um, uh, why there is such a um, uh, 
why people are so determined to do whatever they can to make sure that the movie is not successful. Um, it, it just, you know, in so many other situations, money talks, and if you want to buy an ad for something, as long as it's not an actually, a, you know, an actual offensive ad in some way, visually, uh, you buy an ad and it gets on the air. What 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 was the fight like to get this the, the publicity you needed for this movie? Well, the only TV uh, network that would even advertise for us was Fox News. That's just unbelievable uh, to me. That's. I mean, we couldn't even get uh, Caleb, the supposed Christian radio station, to advertise for us. Um, it, you know, it's it, it's been interesting. I mean, the majority of the publicity that we have gotten um, have been from shows like yours, so, social media, um, just sort of putting feet to the ground and, and doing the work because we haven't been able to get these major television networks to promote the film for us. And, I mean, it's crazy to me that even Christian organizations won't promote a film that talks about abortion. I mean, like you would think everybody, every Christian would be on board with a pro-life message. But, uh, you know, we live in times where we, we live in uh, a time where watered-down Christianity is acceptable. Nobody wants to talk about sin. Nobody wants to talk about what's right and wrong. Everybody wants to accept moral relativism. And that's unfortunately even made its way into our churches. Talking to Abby Johnson, she's the subject of the movie uh, Unplanned, which is out in many theaters now around here. Um, so can you describe what it was that caused you to quit your job at Planned Parenthood and was the beginning of what turned into a book and now the movie? Sure. So um, there were, I had been there for eight years. There had been quite a few things that had caused me to sort of question what was going on with Planned Parenthood, what we were doing. Um you know, what, what was happening within the organization. But ultimately, I ended up leaving after watching a live ultrasound-guided abortion procedure and seeing a 13-week-old unborn child fight and struggle for his life against the abortion instrument. And I knew then that I could no longer pretend that there was no humanity in the womb. I could no longer uh, live this lie that perpetuated a disconnect between a, a mother and her child. Um, and I, I knew I was on the wrong side of this debate. So I ended up leaving and started to really try to expose what's going on inside of these abortion clinics and also trying to facilitate healing for the so many who have been wounded and hurt by abortion. Uh, the movie has you quitting the same day, but you point out in your piece today that it, it actually took you longer than that. The movies have to, for for time purposes, have to make some kind of adjustments to the actual 100% truth every now and then. But sure. how long did it take, uh, and what were you going through before making the actual decision to leave? Yeah, it took one week. Um, so for me, between the ultrasounds and actually leaving the clinic, um I would like to say that it was, you know, just an easy decision. I saw the truth. I saw this and I said, I'm out of here. Um, but, you know, for probably about 48 hours, I mean, I was really struggling because I just thought, if I leave this job, I mean, what, what I'm having to admit then, if I leave this job and I have to admit that abortion is murder, that abortion is wrong then I'm going to have to admit to myself and to everybody else that I have been a willing participant in murder. And I thought, I, I don't know that I want to do that. I mean, who wants to do that? Right. Who wants to face that type of, that type of sin? Um, and I really wrestled with it for about 48 hours. I, I just thought, I just don't know if this is what I want to do. So by the time I went back to work, um, on that, that Monday, um, I had decided, yes, I am going to leave, but I'm, I'm not going to uh, leave until I have another job. And I had told myself, you know, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to leave when I get another job, but I'm not going to participate in abortion while I'm still here until I get another job. And that 
so I went about that week, and then the next Monday, um, I was sitting in my office, and I was watching these girls walk out of our clinic, and they were all carrying these little brown bags. And I knew that inside those bags were the medication abortion pills. And I just thought, you know, here I am. I'm still doing it. I'm still participating in abortion. It's not my hand on the ultrasound probe, but I'm still getting money from this. This is still my life. And so I decided that day that, that I was going to walk out. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing that when you were, it was a, uh, uh, a well-paying job and everybody has bills to pay. And that as much as that, um, you know, the, the subject uh, would make you feel the way you do and make it as a strong, um, strong desire to get out of there. You still have bills to pay. So you walked away from a, a, a source of income. I did. And it was a, a really, uh, it was a, it was a very nice source of income. We, we made, I made a lot of money working there. Um, and my husband was a teacher and, you know, we had become accustomed to living a certain lifestyle. And I thought, well, what, what are we going to do now? You know, but in the end, when I finally just came to the realization, I cannot do this anymore. You know, I just, I told my husband, I said, look, if we have to sell our house. If we have to sell our cars, if we go down to one vehicle, whatever it is, I cannot do this anymore. And thankfully he was incredibly supportive um, of my decision, my decision to leave. We're talking to Abby Johnson. She's the subject of the movie Unplanned, which is in theaters now. Uh, I want to read you a tweet that I got uh, before you came on the air here. And I told this person who tweeted it that I would take this up with you, okay? Uh, She says, I'm well aware of that film. And no, a 13-week fetus is not kicking and fighting for its life. There's movement, but Abby does not have the medical knowledge to understand what is going on at that point. There is no consciousness at that stage, and most abortions are pre-eight weeks. Well, I would say that I know what I saw, and um, I would say that any RDMS, uh, licensed ultrasound technologist, uh, would disagree with her. Um, there are many, many physicians, OBs, my, my OB himself would disagree. Um, you know, I know what I saw. I know what I witnessed on that screen. I'm not the only person who has witnessed that. Um, in fact, Dr. Bernard Nathanson came out with a silent screen in 1984 before we even had the amazing ultrasound technology that we have right now. And shows the same thing that that I saw. Um, so I mean, people can they can believe what they want to. Um, cerebral cortex is formed by um, eight weeks, and we have every reason to believe that pain receptors are formed at that time. Um, that sensory development is formed at that time. Science has not come down one way or the other on a definitive time period when sensory development is taking place and um, I would say for her to say definitively this cannot happen um, says that she's on the wrong side of science because not even science can say that. I would think uh, erring on the side of the the side that you took would be the way to go on that just me Um, uh, but here's the thing it's not I mean you know here's the thing it's not even about whether the baby could feel pain or whether the baby fought for its life or whether it didn't, it doesn't matter. There's people that are born that don't have proper development of pain receptors. We don't look at them and say, oh, you can't feel pain. Oh, well, then you're not really a human being. Science tells us that there is a human being developing at the moment of conception. A woman is never pregnant with a cat or a dog or a bird or anything else. And if it is a human being, which science has already determined it is, then we have a right. We have a, a uh, it, you know, our conscience demands us, morality demands us to fight and defend that human being's life. It makes no sense that we can, a woman can be hit by a drunk driver, who's, a woman who's pregnant can be hit by a drunk driver and in almost every state, the drunk driver, if that baby was killed, would be charged 
with murder of that child, but that same woman could walk into an abortion clinic on that day and have an abortion, and it would be completely it would be completely acceptable and accepted as choice. The double mindedness here makes absolutely no sense. I have uh, less than a minute, and I wanted to make sure I got this question in. You said in your piece that uh, you hated the pro-life uh, uh, movement. And knowing what you know about the people who work at Planned Parenthood, will they go to see this movie, and will it change many of their minds? Yeah, we know that they are going to see it. I run a ministry for abortion clinic workers called Then There Were None. We're already hearing, we've heard from over a dozen abortion clinic workers who did go to see the film, who did change their mind, and who are walking out of their clinic. So we absolutely know that this is changing hearts and minds, even of people who work in the industry now. Well, uh, Abby, I appreciate you being on. The decision you made uh, is uh, reverberating all over the world. It's a pretty amazing story, and I, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I plan to go see it. Thanks a lot for being here. Thank you so much. Okay, and that's Abby Johnson. She is the subject of the movie Unplanned. We'll be right back. Getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice Trumponomics bump in your portfolio? Well, we know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure that you have a retirement plan that is tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and speaking of taxes? Did you know that Marley Financial can handle that too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no-obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at MarleyFG.com. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com. Many people today think the Bible, the most influential book in world history, is not only outdated, but also irrelevant, irrational, and even immoral. Dennis Prager here. I've written a book, The Rational Bible, Genesis to prove otherwise. My new book demonstrates clearly and powerfully that the Bible remains profoundly relevant both for the great issues of our day and in each of our lives. The Rational Bible Genesis comes out this May, and I want to invite you to join me for an exclusive pre-launch event for my book on May 6th in Orlando, Florida. That will be the first day it will be available to the public. Get your tickets today. Be part of a full-day celebration with me and our partners at TBN. Come and be part of the studio audience for the taping and live broadcast of my radio show after the broadcast i'll discuss my new book answer your questions and you'll get a signed copy of the rational bible genesis join me in orlando on may 6th get your tickets today when you visit my website dennisprager.com and click on the rational bible banner see you in orlando you watch what you eat you're hitting the gym you're doing your best to live a healthy life but did you know that a bad night's sleep and a bad mattress can have a big impact on your health Here at the Original Mattress Factory, our hand-built mattresses made of the highest quality materials provide the comfort and support needed to provide healthy sleep for years to come. To learn more about how the right mattress can help you achieve healthy sleep habits, visit OriginalMattress.com or stop by an Original Mattress Factory store near you. The gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. 
Ron Trzinski started the original mattress factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditched the high-pressure sales tactics, all to create a better mattress buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an Original Mattress Factory store or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, let's finish up with some sports here. First of all, the Pirates uh, lost to the Cubs 10 to nothing, And uh, Jamison Tyone gave up six runs, but none of them were earned. So it won't hurt his ERA, but... The bullpen didn't do a very good job. Uh, at least Brault didn't. Uh, anyway, they lost to the Cubs, and you know people might want to calm down just a little bit uh, over what happened in the uh, Red Series. But uh, that's not the only sports I want to mention here. I want to make sure I give the New York Yankees credit because um, they are uh, the first um, Major League Baseball team to sign on to the United Nations Climate Agreement. Yeah. Uh, the New York Yankees have made it known that they are, I don't know what this means, but they're signing on to the Paris Agreement, the one that Donald Trump was smart enough to get the entire country out of. The Yankees are going to, they're on board. And I don't know what this means. I don't know what that means you have to do. But it says here that the Yankees became the first major North American sports team, not just the first baseball team, to sign on to the U.N. Sports for Climate Action Framework the aim of which is to bring greenhouse emissions in line with the Paris Climate Change Agreement and inspire others to take ambitious climate action. You see, the Yankees, uh, they they have, I don't know if they have any players signed beyond 10 years, but we're only going to be on the planet for 12 if we don't follow the Paris uh, Climate Agreement. So I can see why they would want to do that. They still have a a stadium that's kind of new, and um, so... Good for the Yankees. They uh, they are very concerned about planet Earth. And I'm sure Yankees fans are thrilled that the Yankees have signed on to the Paris Climate Agreement. Let's hope our buckos can do the same thing. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.